Hello, everyone. Welcome to VR Verdict, episode 70, our weekly podcast where we talk about everything VR. I'm PJ, the Wookiee. We'd like to share VR with you. This is our first live stream episode from the Spatial Ape. What do you call it? Spatial Ape Land? What do you want? <laughs> Just Spatial Ape. The, the one spatial and only. Ape. The Spatial Home Apes. to all kinds of great things. You can check out their trade show Thursday nights at, or Thursday evening afternoons. I'm going to get that right. Thursdays at 1 p.m. PST. And joining us today is Justin from Spatial Ape. How's it going, sir? Hey, how's it going? Thanks so much for having me on here. Excited to be finally doing this. Yeah, it's been talking about it for a while, and just seemed fitting you guys were the first guests in the in VR, so. <laughs> yeah. How long have you it. guys been setting this up? It seems like it's um, been a while in the works. Yeah, well, we we did a handful of events in Alt Space, maybe going back to, like, October. Um, nice. so we were like experimenting with a weekly thing there, trying to figure out the format and exactly what people wanted. Um, we started building our app maybe early March, end of February. And then I think we've been up and running for probably about two months now, probably eight, eight ish events. I would say we do it every Thursday. Oh, nice. And how many... I know you're we're slowly building the space out. How many uh, attractions? I don't know what you want to call them. Like guests yeah. you have on those trade yeah. shows? We'll call it. I mean, the what you see set up like physically, we call them booths. Um, so that's been slowly growing. We started with five. I think now, including the two podcast booths in here, um, maybe have like ten. In terms of guests, I think today we had thirty concurrents. Is where we maxed out which is like just about our record. I think we had 31 last week. Um, but like, awesome. you know, we, we just launched really. Like I think two months ago we started, we had maybe seven, eight people the first week and then, you know, 11, 15, 20, 25, then back down to 20 and then slowly creeping up to kind of, I think around 30 is sort of like a critical mass a little bit because the kind of like the, the feeling of it in here and the flow of things changes once you have enough people to be having different conversations it becomes less yeah. moderated and more organic if that makes sense yeah so like what's your what's your origin story like how did you get to this point what's your history um that's a good question my history um i've always been super interested in businesses and startups and i was like always the kid like selling lemonade on the corner um <laughs> nice. you know and then kind of like working my way up to kind of more complex uh ventures as i you know as i went i did like ticket scalping and then i had a ticket scalping website um and then i went to dartmouth and at dartmouth i had a food delivery app called blast an app-based food delivery app something like uber eats uh, back in like 2014 that was like my first real startup and then graduating college decided i want to wanted to basically start a business in xr somehow and so decided to team up with some friends that I had met in school and a previous job I'd worked uh, to start a consultancy called Spatial Cinematics. Um, and we did that for like the last four years or so. And about a year ago, we started to get, you know, enough of a team, enough of a financial base to start kind of launching products. Uh, and this is one of them. Nice. Pretty intriguing. Like you said, you had the, the, the food app. Like, were you one of the first then? Because that seems a little ahead of... Some of yeah, the ones you I hear mean, about today. I wasn't literally the first. I mean, certainly I already knew about uh, Postmates was around, I think. Um, Postmates and DoorDash, I think, were the two. And Favor. Yeah, those are the two or three that were kind of like already venture funded and proved that this was a model and could work. But, you know, all those businesses, you know, were at the scale where they could only really operate in the big cities. So it was like New York, San Francisco, L.A., Austin, um, I think we're like the first like four-ish cities to kind of get it. And so our thought was pretty simple. It was just like, hey, I think people would want this um, at Dartmouth. Dartmouth and like basically the town of Hanover is just Dartmouth. It's like less than 10,000 people. It's all about, you know, the, the college. It's in the middle of the woods. So they don't have these, you know, these kind of cutting edge services, at least at that time. And so that was our idea was to kind of bring that model to this small, you know, community in New Hampshire thinking about starting businesses i'm always like i had an idea like way back when 
younger, wanting to not have to go to the gas station to get a snack. Yeah. You know, they didn't deliver a pizza. But I can never <laughs> how to figure out how to make those things work, like, financially. So I never really started anything with it. But then also it's sort of like, if I start it, I have to get stuff for other people to grow the business. And the whole thing is yep. I want them to get stuff from me. <laughs> like, that doesn't fit with my business goal plan statement. No, there's so a few steps in between there. Uh. Yeah. I wanted to yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the burger. Uh-huh. And I mean, it's, you know, it was a similar thing for us as it was for you. It was just like a, a clear and obvious need that we ourselves had. There was very limited delivery options. Um, and it's in a town of that size with those small restaurants, you know, providing a consistent, affordable delivery service on a restaurant by restaurant basis, just not feasible. And so that's where kind of we thought we could add some value is you consolidate it, you build it into one service, and then maybe, uh, you know, these restaurants can offer it. But, you know, it turned out that the scale, even consolidating all of them, you know, a town of 10,000, still very difficult to make that work. The overhead and infrastructure especially, you know, to execute at a quality that we're accustomed to today from food delivery, uh, very difficult. It's it's hard to keep a burger warm, even yeah, in today's Yeah, standards. exactly. Yeah, we were like driving around ourselves in my Jeep and having a lot of fun, but never <laughs> quite hit that inflection point financially where, you know, got a wind of its own, basically. Scale this up. <laughs> yes, exactly. So was there a... A shining moment or a moment you can look back on that, like, made you decide I need to work with XR? Or how did you come upon that? A little bit. I mean, I've always been interested in future tech in general. I had uh, the DK2, and I was always kind of following the early progress of Oculus just uh, as a kind of, you know, spectator technologist. Um, And then... In my area of study and school was uh, I did a hybrid major between philosophy and computer science um, with basically kind of the common thread of that being artificial intelligence and models of information. Um, and when I looked around upon graduating, I mean, to me, it felt like the most exciting things happening to do with that stuff was augmented and virtual reality. And so for me, that was like the corridor, you, you know, you got to pat if you want to do cool stuff with AI, you got to get involved in these new devices and, and you got to, you know, figure out how to get good with them. And so that's, that's kind of where I started. So with this, uh, with Spatial Ape, like, um, I know you guys are mentioning like, you have to sideload right now and you kind of want that to have like enthusiast only at the start of it. Um, what are your plans for future growth and what, where do you see this taking off to? Yeah. In terms of like the usage of the app, I think like our general plan right now is we want to get to a hundred concurrence. I think like that's, we feel like maybe around a hundred people could comfortably be in this space as it's currently designed without, you know, too heavy of modifications. And then we want to start to expand the time slot. Because uh, we have a lot of people, you know, you guys are later, you know, we have some people who are existing time is even too late already because we have a big, a big group in Western Europe. Um, and so I think we want to get more regional um, and expand the time slot. And, you know, it would be great eventually to have this going 24-7 and really, you know, be a mecca of kind of business activity in this industry. Um, I can kind of explain to you maybe a little bit the origin of this project, if that's interesting to you. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, sure. So like. There's kind of two pieces to it. So like the first is really specific, I think, to the VR industry. Um, So basically, when I graduated college, I had like the general conception that I wanted to be in this space and had some moderate amount of business experience, maybe more than kids my age, but still was very green. Um, And so I didn't really know where to start. Like the best bet that I had was, you know, go to San Francisco, get a, you know, get a cheap room in a co-living space and just try to meet people. And what I ended up doing that was so valuable over the long term was going to all these free meetups, uh, like the venture capitalists would have them, you know, Unity, Google, these different groups would host these free events. And you could walk in, you know, grab a free slice of pizza, and you could meet all kinds of people, you get all kinds of, you know, professional insight that to me, I would have never gotten otherwise. Um, and so kind of looking back over the last year, it's like, you know, not only do you have COVID, which is like those events aren't literally are not happening anymore and also yeah. you know beyond that you know i think san francisco has lost a little bit of its 
uh, leadership position and its density of talent. So those events may never come back the same. But then on top of that, you know, you have the broader issue of they were never never available to the majority of people to begin with because most people aren't in San Francisco, right? Yeah. So, you know, that to me was such a formative period for getting into this business. And so we wanted to create a space like that basically for everyone else, um, you know, for people that were never in San Francisco, people that are just now entering the industry. We wanted really like this hub where people could come together, meet, share, you know, share knowledge, show off what they're working on, that kind of thing. So that's like the first piece of it. Um, and that's like what we've been really focused on right now. So we call ourselves the VR industry's number one trade show. We're just trying to have like the best, most consistent event for VR professionals, like very niche. Um, and I think that's been going super well. But what's fascinating is we've kind of over time discovered the second piece. And the second piece, which is, is that like VR companies are actually special for two reasons. On one hand, they're special because what they're producing is very unique and innovative. Um, on the other hand, which may be actually more important, they're also special because of the ways that they operate. So what we're finding is like these companies are, you know, they're distributed by default. You know, um, you know, we're a good example of this. The Spatial Ape team, we only have, you know, really three, four people working on this, but it's very collaborative and community driven. And, you know, between contractors and all that kind of stuff, you know, we have maybe a dozen different people working on this in four or five different countries. And we're, you know, this is not even a funded project. We've put barely any money into this. So we found that that's kind of uh, typical of these projects, right? Even small, lean teams are working across borders in this new way, right? On top of that, I think, like, people are what you could call digitally native. So, like, these, you know, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, these things are now, like, at the center of the product development process because basically, like, you want to develop this community at the same time, if not before, as you're actually developing your product so that, you know, all these stakeholders can be involved, not just as, users and getting user feedback, but as investors and designers and, you know, critics and all these kinds of things, um, as I think, you know, you guys probably see a lot of that too. So our yeah. thought is like, yeah, there's this really specific need in the VR industry, but there's also like this new way of working that VR companies, I think, are symbolically representative of. And in our opinion, like that's not just in over the long term going to be limited to VR companies. You know, crypto companies already work this way. Esports, there's a lot of this, right? And so our thought is like this method of operation, decentralized and digitally native, is going to grow into adjacent industries more and more until it's the default way of working across the whole economy. And I think in that situation, these people, they don't want to use LinkedIn, right? You know, a 17-year-old hardware hacker that we meet in here, they don't care about LinkedIn. LinkedIn's not cool. It doesn't serve their needs. So really Has what's needed cool? is like, yeah, right. <laughs> but at least it was, you know, it had its moment, right? And I think like, people younger people are more able to see through it and they're like that's not interesting to me but they do need professional tools and they do need ways of managing their business identity and all of this you know incredible you know digital reputation that they're accruing across all these platforms and so our thought is you know what we'll start right now by servicing this niche of the vr industry which needs this community and over time i think you're going to see more and more groups are going to be well served by something like this i think it's definitely a a need in the remote post COVID more people being remote for, for sure. Like, I've gone to game school and tried to set up teams and stuff like that. And it's always sort of with people who aren't used to working remotely, sharing files and data. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're younger than me and you're a dinosaur. Like get out of here. <laughs> need people that can yeah, be a little more yeah. flexible. For sure. And it, like with LinkedIn, I think I might have joined that site when it first launched and it was already like like three days in and had already been hit up at the company i was working for for like people just cold calling like this is the yep. new evolution of cold calling i'm like block <laughs> block block and then hide my profile yeah through that yep. <laughs> but this is this has definitely has a lot of promise it's got like a charm to it and i like the, the small feel i'll be probably sad when it gets too big then i'll be <laughs> glad i was here at the start of it you know like Good old day, but I'm hoping that you guys hit that hundred target soon. Yeah, I mean, and you know, keep keep like that, keep representing that perspective to us because we don't want to leave anyone behind. And I think like part of why we've been successful is because we've been extremely niche and community focused. Um, and I think you know, even compared to you know, you you guys see, you know, there's money being raised all over the place. There's all kinds of business apps in VR now, but they're going kind of top down. They're going the wrong way about it. I think they're going for 
you know, the innovation executive at some huge corporation and, hey, can you guys do an event in here? But they're not, you know, paying attention to those small nuanced but really meaningful connections on an individual level that I think you got to grow out of. And so that's that's kind of been our approach is start small, build from there. Yeah, that's kind of like with our podcast. Like we've talked to some bigger developers and stuff, but my favorite is just like the little one man teams. That's like, yeah, I have thirteen dollars in my bank account. I'm making this game out of blood and sweat, <laughs> yeah. you know, and fear. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, and they 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 have more appreciation for what you guys are doing too. You're giving them a platform the way that you know some bigger people may not. Plus, I kind of, I don't know if I said it on Twitter or not, but it's like, because Wookie and I have been gamers since we were very little, and yep. to do a podcast like this, like on a normal format, like flat gaming, like Xbox, PlayStation, you, you can't even, you can't get anyone's time of day on there, where VR, the community mm -hmm. is so amazing that yeah. anyone will reply to anything almost, like I've never had a no, I've had a few people not respond, but. That's like 2% of all the people we've talked to. So it's pretty nuts. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm really Let's glad to see a space like this gather those people. So and a lot of it's the, just the sort of the genuine nature. It's, it doesn't feel like you said, like top down. Some, some executives like, Hey, do that. Like when I was working at a government contractor, not doing anything really like virtual reality or game related, but like my boss in it at the time was like, you have some sort of game degree, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, we're making blast protective vehicles. Like, could you make like an iPad game where you like tap something and like the vehicle goes and like blows up because, you know, like landmines and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And show like, you know, a Humvee getting decimated because that's what happens. And then show ours that doesn't get decimated. You could like, you know, like level up and you could drive that like just a sh like a trade show thing. And I was like, the split brain. It's like, Wookiee could be making money making games. The wrong <laughs> yeah. kind of games for the wrong kind of right. people and i think i might have said half of this like out loud like in front right, of these right. people and I'm like, <laughs> but then there's me who would like i'm only going to use my powers for good if i'm going to make that stuff it's going to be something i care about so it's not going to turn into a piece of crap and then i'm like no <laughs> right. i can't do that <laughs> so like totally keep that that genuine feel i like apps yeah. that are built with that because if it you can smell it a mile away like this is you know things are cash grab yeah, uh, you know, and we—that's one of the things about when your community is still small, you can really you can have a point of view. And I think we definitely have a point of view in here. And the other thing, I think that helps with that too is like, you know, we've done all kinds of things in our company. We have like a surgical training simulation. We have a platform for virtual shopping for e-commerce sites. We have different stuff, right? But like, this to me was the first time we really embarked on something where I could see myself as being the core user. Because you know, at the end of the day, like. We didn't know anyone in VR. We wanted to meet people in VR. This, this is us solving our own need. We didn't know where to go to do that because there wasn't really a place. And mm -hmm. so we felt like that's a really an ideal setup. It's like if you can keep yourself as being the person you're trying to solve problems for, you know, it's, it's harder to get lost, I think. Definitely. That's really cool. <laughs> and like, you're right, the smaller crowds, it kind of just breeds more energy for me. It almost feels like, you know, like a, What's a good metaphor? Like a, almost like a music scene. Like PJ and I came from a town. I wasn't really in the scene, but there was a big music scene. And if you just like met some of those people, you felt creative energy. And I like that. Totally. Creative energy. It's kind of addictive. Like you don't have to be in on it. You just talk to some of those people and you're like, wow, I feel like I'm part of it. So totally. And I think, you know, we have people come back every week that don't even have projects. Although most do have projects, but people come back every week just because I think they do. They feed off that feeling. Mm -hmm. Of being yeah. being around people who are genuinely like artistically creatively motivated, and I think you know that's contagious. It's and I feel like when it's you, a good movie when you feel that like awesome feeling when a really good movie ends yes. and getting out of the theater. But like if you get that talking to like minded people, it's even like a real totally. feeling and artificial. And that's like, the thing as, is like we we thought we were gonna build like. Uh, we thought this was like a software businessy networking thing. And then it turns out like the kernel that's at the center of this for everyone is just wanting to be with people that they identify with. It's actually like very raw and social. Um, and that's ended up being like even more of a powerful motivator than any of the businessy stuff, which has been like a big learning for us. And I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And you, 
like you said, there's nowhere else for the like-minded VR people to gather. So giving them a space to do that is pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, for sure. And you, there's, there's cool stuff. Like, you know, what Shane's done with SideQuest, very cool. Yeah. Um, you know, we, at my company, we go to the AWB conference in Santa Clara. That's super cool. But it just, you know, hasn't been packaged, I think, quite right to be broadly accessible and consistent and that kind of thing. And again, going back to the community, like, like he built SideQuest. SideQuest is pretty epic. It's done so much good. And he's humble as hell and just, he'll talk to you and it's just, you know, <laughs> there's no, totally. no ego or anything. It's pretty, pretty yeah. crazy. And I think like he gets busier every single day, but yeah. at the beginning when we were doing stuff in alt space, you know, he was, he was coming pretty frequently to our events and he was really bringing a lot of energy and a lot of life to what we were doing, which we had a huge appreciation for. got uh, two people in the crowd we got franklin richards and said i'm gonna mess up your name i apologize poirier that's pretty close uh poirier <laughs> but yeah Almost. Poirier. uh i just we'll have, i wanted uh, to jump in real quick just because like sure. i was on the stream watching you guys talk and so i want you to know that it's super quiet oh, i think that? like the distance to your camera is relative like the same way oh, you sure. have it here but uh mm. i'm really excited to hang out for a bit We'll cool. just shout. <laughs> thanks for pointing. Hopefully you can just. <laughs> yeah. No. Thanks very much. And hopefully you can bump some of that for the for the podcast stream. Yep. It, it was the same earlier when I, my battery died during one of the presentations, and I jumped onto the stream, and the camera was so far away, so everything was so quiet. Yep. Yep. But you probably know that already. <laughs> yeah, the the camera is tough because, you know, for our event, we got to have someone man it. So today I said, you know what, follow everyone, make sure it sounds good for 30 minutes, and then you can just zoom out and then hang out with everyone. <laughs> right. Get those yeah, it's, <laughs> we go, the stream's interesting because, like, when we first conceived of this, we're like, okay, the stream's going to be a huge part of it because a lot of people can't join us and this and that what we discovered over time is like there's this quality threshold for that type of content. And it's like, we, you really have to have enough production value and enough thoughtfulness go into that stream to make it really like interesting to watch. And we then like, at some point we kind of like reassessed and realized that like we were like in the middle ground and never like getting above it. And so the stream wasn't that great. And so now we like changed our mindset about the stream. Now for us, the stream is just something to tease you to download the app and come in. <laughs> Um, which is like a little bit of a different use case than it used to be, but it's been an interesting thing to learn. Sure. Franklin, you got any questions or comments while we're chatting? No, I'm actually just really excited for the few. Like, this is my first time in Spatial Ape, and I'm really excited oh, to cool. see what's going to come out of this. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm really excited for the trade shows yeah. now that I know that they're going to be a thing. I can definitely see myself being a part of that because, like, this is kind of like something that I like talking to you guys on stage the only thing that comes to mind is basically vre3 in a sense you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. you guys are up here talking yeah. and and giving a presentation and it's phenomenal like i'm really in tune and i really love it but it's a really cool thing to like look over to pj and then to justin and then to wookie and so on and so forth like i would in the actual like at an actual presentation so I'm really excited yeah. to see where this goes. And like I said, like, as Wookie said, I can't wait to see you guys hit the 100 user threshold because this is phenomenal. Very cool. Well, thanks so much for saying so. And Wookie and I, like, are very much idea people. So I know the first couple of times you guys talked to us, like, we could do this and this and then that and this and that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, you can tell us to shut up at any time. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're we're very much the same way in our company. It's taken you know all all of our willpower and restraint the last two or three weeks to slow that down just a little bit, so we can be you know make sure that our stability and consistency is you know does not fall off. Yeah. The last time I was at a big trade show um, for a piece of software I'm working with now, I had ended up talking. They had you know like companies come up and give their success stories, and I ended up talking to so many of the people, which I'm not really. Like, I, sometimes you can't get me to shut up, but if there's a bunch of smart people talking, I'm the last one. I'm just going to be sitting there trying to soak it in. Sure. I had to talk to enough different people that ended up getting 
together themselves and talking. They wanted me to start doing success stories. Can you say anything now or like maybe next time? I was huh. like, no. <laughs> <A little shy. laughs> like, I can't wait for like, even like, you know, a smidgen of that to come through with this. Like just, I can imagine, you know, other developers, you know, talking about their games. I would just want to walk through that and to do that in the VR, like the space they're working in, the medium they're working in. It's like kind of walking right into a, you know, somebody doing pottery, walking right into their shop and talking to them about it. And that's just totally the coolest thing when you don't have to get your hands dirty, you don't have to get it in your car, you just, just put the headset on and I can go check out. Uh, the other day there was a dinosaur sitting in here last night. Yeah. Who like, <laughs> we'll put the dinosaur in there? Right. The modeler looked pretty good, you know, like that stuff. And I mm. can't wait for this. No, 100%. Um, yeah, you, you were. Sh- you... Oh, go ahead. Oh. I was gonna say you were saying like uh, when we have a a dev on and they make a game and they can bring their asset into here and we can display it and show it and even like from character models to like maps and stuff like that's I'm just so excited to see that kind of stuff in here and you can actually like interact with it a little bit and see it. Hopefully, we get some reveals going and stuff. But yeah, absolutely. Kind of, the I know possibilities you guys are... are crazy super busy but if you do at some point get a chance um to check us out during the normal time you can observe a little bit the way that's, that yeah, these creators use kind of the tools we're giving them and maybe maybe give you some ideas as well i, I have like a, a day job so the thursday mid-afternoon is like not a good the worst time, time. I, I totally want to yeah. check it out but if i'm off on a thursday i'm going to write that down and yep I, sure have, sure. I have a couple time off events coming up and this is definitely on my calendar to i've caught the tail end of a couple of them but i definitely want to see the whole thing and check it out yeah and that's you know frankly that's been like one of the most exciting things for us is like yeah our community is really small but like we'll randomly see people on twitter or youtube you know having a conversation amongst themselves or on someone else's thread saying that they're going to take a day off to do this and it's like that's pretty incredible like you're going to take a day off to go use a piece of software (laughs) um so like you know it's a pretty small community still but like the little things like that i think are make it feel really special to us in terms of you know being something worth working on but that's impactful to like you know somebody with a day job like a normal person like me if i'm going to take a day off for a piece of software it's going to be this well you know (laughs) i'm not affluent you know i'm jet setting just you know working average joe but like if i'm gonna take a day off for software and it's it's something like this that's awesome because mine is reserved for like the new gta game in the history recent history yeah history yeah. so you hear people saying like i'm gonna use up some vacation time some stuff that i could be you know doing for me and like taking it that's 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 like right in the right direction it only takes a few of those to get you know how special it is and maybe i'll just take a late lunch next thursday and <laughs> work from home and put on the headset some great some good feedback for you um so i've been talking to a lot like i talk to a lot of people on twitter all the time about yeah coming on the podcast and it's crazy how many times like i'll be telling this dev or that dev like hey this is our plans you know we want want to get you in there and they're like oh spatial ape yeah those are great guys we've worked with them and you guys kind of mentioned that when you first talked to me about checking this out we do have quite a cross yeah pollination sure. of guests we've had and i came in here the first time and they you guys were having void rifter on and i'm like hey we're having those guys on the podcast tomorrow and it was just kind of it's really neat <laughs> to see all that but i've heard like vr trend magazine i talked to and they're like hey yeah i think one of those guys worked with you guys or something he mentioned so it's pretty neat yeah it's been uh it's been really fun and like the other, I would say like the other really related thing, not necessarily taking time off is, um, you know, we have people in, especially in Asia Pacific, like I would say mostly Japan, Australia, you know, for them to come to this, like that's a huge effort. They're literally waking up 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, that desire to be, you know, connected to people that are doing what you're doing and understand you, I think more than anything is so strong. Yeah, we have the same thing with guests from other time zones. Like we've had people get up at like two in the morning their time just to yeah. talk to us, and it's like, I'm like, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's totally flattering, like, but it's like, holy crap! Yeah, right, yeah for totally. those people, we'll, 
we'll have like an 8 a.m. Saturday show. And it's like, fine. Peter's like, well, do you prefer an early one? I'm like, sure. Not knowing that the guest is from, you know, one of them was Russia. I think we had a couple of people from China. I'm like, wow. yeah. I could have come on at 8 in the night. Like, uh, <laughs> like, I didn't know that was the case. Totally. So, yeah, that's pretty inspiring when people are making a good shift. Because, like, if I'm going to bed for the night, it's got to be a tree falling on the house. For me to get up. Right, right, right. He's <laughs> rushing really bad. Um, but, yeah, that's... I'm going to mess this up, but Peter from the creator of... Uh, I'm really bad with the name, so I apologize to everyone. Skiing game? Yes. Can't think of the name. Scent Alps? The Scent Alps. He's joined us twice within the last year to talk about his game. He's one of them. He got up at like three in the morning and talked to us for like an hour and a half, two hours. I'm like, dude, just go to bed. Like, <laughs> yeah. But that's He's how passionate everyone is, you know? He's they're in Japan, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So they're just that's excited. Cool. And he's like, we've had many devs like, you are the first people I've talked to in months. It's like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Light. That's right. Um, on the 15th, we are doing at 2.30 Pacific a community managers meetup hosted by VR Trend. Nice. Um, so on the 15th, that may be late enough that some of that trickles, overlaps, and kind of uh, has a little bit of cross-pollination with this show, which would be cool. Yeah. Um, I'll try to keep an eye on the schedule closer to make sure I don't miss out on stuff. Cause... PJ and I were talking about community manager stuff before, and, like, I've tried Discord. We've both tried Discord and, you know, forums in the ages. Like, I can't keep a community together to save my life. <laughs> I always bleed out. Like, how do people keep people like me interested? Because I'm not interested, and somehow I keep coming back to stuff. Right. <laughs> I would I would just like to be a fly on the wall. What do they do to make sure they don't alienate their listeners? Yeah, and I think that's, we found that's, like, the strongest organic pull for content from our devs is wanting people wanting to talk to people who have expertise in marketing and community. Um, that seems so like, that's something we're really trying to work on is like, how do we consistently reliably like bring those two groups together? Cause they really want to meet um, and they don't have a lot of ways to do that. And yeah, marketing is just a hard, hard thing. Cause like, you know, I've mm -hmm. tinkered with some game design and I'm tinkering, like writing a book and I'm listening to podcasts oh, cool. and talking to, you know, marketers on where to like, you know, sell a book or publish a book. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with any of that. <laughs> Which <laughs> yeah. is why they make agents, you know, like, I yeah. guess that's why I'm listening to this podcast. Too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not supernatural for like both of those talents to be in the same brain. And that just poses a dilemma, you know, it's pretty yeah. consistently. The last marketing guy I talked to was a place I worked and they'll put their logo on just about anything, you know, Tumblr mugs and things like that. But, uh, I think I was frustrated one day. I was like, he, there's some of the marketing guys are walking in. He's always doing like trade shows and events for their stuff. And I was like, can you get like, can you give me like a couple inflatable hammers? Do they make those? You get, because they have marketing stuff, you know, the swag. And he's like, yeah, why? And I was like, I just need to hit a couple of people. It was just having a frustrating. I didn't expect it. Yeah. The next day, maybe next week, something like that. Like in, within days, there's a box of a hundred inflatable hammers. You? I think I yeah. Yep. It's just, uh, just blow them up. So we were just throwing, ha like, Hammer Bro, like from Mario. Just throwing yeah. I had the, the inflatable. So That's great. I had the inflatable plasma sword from, I think it was the Halo 3 release, because I was in, a nerd and I was in line at midnight in my Best Buy, nice. and I got that. I was running around with that and one of your hammers chasing the wife around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm an idiot. On that note, though. <laughs> One of like the cool, most rewarding pieces of this and just most beneficial to us as a group has been like as much as our users don't have marketing skills and want expertise, they've really have taught us how to market this way. I mean, like a year ago, we didn't have any Twitter presence. We didn't do anything in public. Um, you know, we had like a few of these kind of big consulting deals, but they were like with kind of, you know, legacy dinosaur companies. And so like this whole you know, process of live streaming all the time, being on Twitter, building a community, being in constant engagement, like with these people we're working with. Like we've totally learned that from our users, really, um, really from like kind of the, some of the earliest people that came into our space and kind of taught us how they were doing it. Um, so that's been super cool, like basically to learn how to do that in the process of building this app. 
Yeah. And streaming's fun. It's got a definite draw. I remember sometimes we stream just playing like random Xbox games. We'll, I'll be streaming just to catch or, capture the funny moments. And I got like stream bombed or whatever by some guy that had, you know, oh, really? 15 people in my stream. And <laughs> my stream is usually like me on my phone making sure I don't miss chat. Right. And then like maybe PJ. I just don't care. <laughs> But I didn't even know there was 15 people, so I look I look over after they've all left, and there's like 30 messages and all these people. You need to pay attention to your chat and all this stuff. I'm like, hey, he sounds like a nice guy. So I go to his stream on the one day, like, Twitch has a problem, and they can't tell he's got new members and no chat. So I'm sitting there like, hey, dude, thanks for, you know, whatever. And we're, like, he couldn't tell anybody was chatting. At him. And I'm like, right, right, right. We had an experience, I mean, with that today, really, because... Like I said, you know, streaming has taken a little bit of a backseat for us in terms of we just keep the production quality real low. We use it as a little bit of a teaser, as a hook to get you in the app. Um, but today, so we, you know, this uh, this kid, Lucas Debonet, who has uh, Lucid VR, I think is what he calls his group. He basically is making like open source haptic gloves. Brilliant kid. Mm. Um, he's going to MIT in the fall and he's just been, you know, awesome to collaborate with. But he... Um, has a really robust digital following, TikTok, YouTube, that kind of stuff. And so today he like, you know, basically blasted out saying, hey, we're going <laughs> to talk about with some hardware folks. Um, and he, I can show you guys later, but we opened up the back ring as like now kind of like uh, the Lucas hardware zone. And I'll show you it's the hardware hostel, actually. It's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, we, you know, so he gave us some exposure today. And so normally we don't have that many people on Twitch. And I look on Twitch today, we have like, 38 concurrent streamers or concurrent viewers and it's the funniest thing ever they're all you know 16 17 years old and we we don't even know what stuff they're saying in the chat is we're literally googling the <laughs> slang that these kids are so young that we've never heard it before and so all of a sudden we have all these people watching we don't know what they're saying we're like talking on slack does anyone know what like uwu means it's like oh look that one up like oh man it was such <laughs> a trip today face, like, yeah yeah it was great though it was great because we do really want i think provide a lot of value to those younger people that are just starting out on their careers um i think that's going to be an important piece of what we're doing but it's, it's 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 amusing sometimes that's um i love hearing that because you know putting kids on the right track early is is amazing when you can do it and we've been we've had the rem5 studio guys on and they do a lot of xr stuff and um visiting their um studio in two weeks that was one of the reasons I'm going to catch your guys' show because I'll be off that Thursday. Oh, cool. And he's like, oh, I have to apologize. He's like, when you're coming up, we didn't realize we backed um, day camps back to back. I'm like, What's, what the hell is that? It's like we have indoor camping for kids, and we just let them play with all our stuff in our whole studio. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds awesome. He's like, I hope That's you can funny. handle, like, frantic screaming kids i'm like i'll fit right in because we, <laughs> we're talking about he's like we have so much room we were talking about the uh ar mario kart yeah yeah and he's like yeah we got a couple carts and like i'll bring mine up oh, and we'll race great. and he's like we have a huge thing to do it in i'm like so I'm like yeah i'm just another big kid anyway but i really totally. like that uh companies or groups are keeping that in mind because like i always we've had some educators on the podcast trying to get vr in the classroom and i'm like that would have changed my life if there was vr in my classroom when i was that age because school is so freaking boring to me like <laughs> totally but now like if i could see it in vr like i would learn everything <laughs> so mm -hmm. and for, for us that comes back to like dna too because like i felt like especially at that age 17 18 where it was like very clear that this was what i enjoyed doing like you know, developing these kinds of ventures and innovating that kind of stuff. Like I always felt like I never got taken seriously, which was really frustrating mm -hmm. um, because, you know, like, especially, com you know, in those days, you know, internet transformation still happening, like, you know, almost by matter of just being a digitally savvy kid, like you have something to contribute let alone if you're really building like a serious business. Um, and so I think the internet in general, I think has helped with that, like with, uh, you know, younger people having more access to opportunities. But I think, that can go even further. I think in VR, there's no reason that, you know, if you're 15 or 16 and you really are an elite level engineer, like you should be getting treated as such. And you should be coming in, having adult conversations with people that know what they're doing. Um, that's hopefully one of the things we're providing here. There's a lot. I mean, I was <clears throat> me as a kid growing up, like in the nineties, having people that had cool skill sets or cool jobs that you could talk to was 
non-existent. Just, you know, if for totally. a kid to walk in and have like a developer, you know, showing off a map or an asset they made in 3D, that can make all the difference in the world. So there's, you know, another me, young Wookiee sitting there like not paying attention to school at all. Yeah. And the only recognition I would get from like French teachers and art teachers, because I was just being weird, like, you know, they used to make us little kids, you know, pay attention. When you get your <laughs> book on the first, this is high school. This isn't middle school. They make you take like a paper bag and make a book <laughs> cover for your freaking school book. And so there's young Wookiee drawing like, you know, Lord of the Rings and like Norse runes and stuff like that. Right. Riddles and stuff. So I only got attention for that stuff. I'm like, I want to meet artists. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and the younger you get like excited about this, you know, I'm sure people are right when you get, it's easier to learn languages when you're, when you're younger, you can just pick up on stuff. If we didn't have the exposure, like breaking PCs and fixing them, we wouldn't know as much as we do now. That's what I, I automate stuff for a living for my day job now. And it's just, Sometimes I can do it in my sleep. Sometimes it's harder, but it, it all comes from being excited about something early. And totally right. The early kids and stuff is. I'd rather see them you know, interviewing with a developer rather than just watching, you know, um, Rocket League. Which... Yeah, you know, and they're not. Not everyone's at that maturity level, but that's the thing. Not all sixteen-year-olds are. Oh, we might <laughs> each other just shoot through the floor. You guys see that? <laughs> that's still here i can still here i can't see your name anymore i just see your pill oh, i'm yeah. here i promise i can hear you <laughs> your head's gone though one man show now i wish i had some sort of commercial yeah sort of my head off. back now i uh, know and that's it's behind me no <laughs> one of your hands is a <laughs> oh yeah I put down the controller it's just <laughs> it's so weird for me to like like feel like we're in the same space right now but then it is cool right envision that you have like a desk beside you somewhere and like our like physical spaces sort of overlap in the virtual space that's a weird thought we're running the show now since you guys fell literally <laughs> yeah sorry about that you just hey, experienced our uh, our most famous recurring glitch the floor falling. I'm glad I have a iron VR stomach. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no kidding. We, uh, we've been working like five weeks figuring that one out, and we just finally <laughs> figured out what's causing it, but it's going to take like a week to fix at least. <laughs> it's, nice. it's, it's been Too the bane of our existence, pay. but we're getting it. Yeah, right. <laughs> just too heavy. <laughs> Got to be pretty be prepared for a potential drop tower. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. As uh, as one of our users says, do not take your altitude for granted. <laughs> what a way to put it. Uh, one thing I did notice when PJ and I, he first gave me a tour, I was talking to you guys and you guys had to go and PJ and I hung out. We did like a race around the, uh, the train yeah. track. Yeah. It ends somewhere over there. And I think I fell and did that. Like I found my way through something or locked it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I need some sort of we talked about this too. I need some sort of like doing the podcast from a moving train car or I hate to say like a roller coaster because that will make me barf, I'm sure. In any VR game. But, uh, train car would be great though. We want to get that train moving real bad. That's uh <laughs> What if you know you... there's there's your main course and with your vegetables and then your your dessert? That yeah. train car moving, that's the dessert. Got to Mr. Rogers it up. <laughs> I yeah. have all uh, the guests come in on the train into the app. <laughs> right. As the, the train car thing would be cool. Like from this perspective, if you put the train on the stage and then had some like background pieces just moving beyond, but the yeah, train is stationary yeah. and you guys are just hanging out. Yeah. You could cool. That'd be fun. Totally or put like a video like behind a, it. Like a 1910, like, you know, projector thing moving in the background. Mm -hmm. It's a little janky on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, like the, like in the 60s when Disney got like really sophisticated and they'd have like four or five different planes moving at different speeds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah like that. <laughs> <laughs> that always excited me as a kid. Oh, it's like perspective. <laughs> yes, totally. Oh, I have to go. This was cool. Oh, hey, man. Thanks for cool. uh, yeah, thanks for coming. joining us. Shoot us uh, a message on twi Twitter or something so I can get you a game key or something. Yeah, okay. And we'll, uh, we'll play. Awesome. Cool. Uh, thanks, man. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. And, See oh, you around, Ted. Nice to meet Wookie's you, man. Gone now too.
Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> this is an awesome app. Super cool. <laughs> yeah, the thing with the uh, the floor falling, essentially, like, we figured out the only way we think we can fix it is to update our Unity version, which is, like, a whole can of worms. So yeah, we're kind of working our way through that. It's like, you know, I said, like, one of our testaments is like, okay, you know, like you guys said, similar, like, people wake up early, right? It's like, oh, that's, you know, that's something. Or people going to take a day off. Another thing, ironically for us, like, one of our strongest, like, demand and success signals has been, like, you, you know, if you come in here for an event, at least the last six, eight weeks, you're going to have at least one crash like that every single time. And people, like, they don't care. They just come back. And so it's like, what, else, what I don't know any other VR app that people use that's like fully crashing, quitting two to three times every session and people are just like not bothered by it. Um, <laughs> and of course, like we're working as hard as we can to fix that stuff. But that was one of the things where we're like, okay, like our community here is really bought into what we're doing. Yeah. You should make like a badge that recognizes when that happens and it goes on their profile. Because once <laughs> you fix the bug, it's not going to happen again. It's like... We're OG. We we were here yeah. when you know it was hard to log in or something like that. Like yeah, World of Warcraft first month, like nobody could get in, and I you know got my girlfriend that last copy in Wisconsin that was for sale. Yeah, um, I mean this so. in the most non-offensive, abstract way possible, but like a purple heart <laughs> for for spatial aid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you, you, yeah. Call like it the we, crash we, test we, dummy group. Crash test dummy group. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't barf. I just dropped. <laughs> well, we got a little time left. Is there anything else you want to like share, or explain about this that you want listeners to hear? Well, one cool thing is like part of our plan for the next six months is to start making investments into companies in our space, um, specifically wow. companies that come in here and share their work. Um, so that's just like another piece of how. We understand that our target market is limited. You know, we're really right now satisfied to have a really high engagement in a small niche. Um, and part of that, like really tying ourselves deeper into that community and making sure we provide as much value per user, even in this small basis, um, I think is to start making early stage investments in here, which we're really excited about. That's awesome. He's giving back a little bit, <laughs> giving back, building up the people that come in, getting a stronger community because of it. Really good plan. Yeah, absolutely. I know I like for anyone listening, like our plan, like we mentioned earlier, we have guests from other time zones, so we will be doing this from here on some Saturdays and those weeks I plan to be in here that Thursday night anyway, even if there's not a show and trying to catch the tail end of your guys' event and as you said, as that gap closes, we'll Try to do like yeah. on the spot interviews and catch people cool. and say, Hey, come on over and talk for a while and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, see, that would be like so great. Like, if that's what I would really hope, I mean, and I want to collaborate with you guys just across the board to see like how crazy we can do this. Can we get big stage lighting? Can we get you a soundboard? <laughs> can we get all kinds of tied into other apps and platforms? Like, we'll figure some of that stuff out. But even just getting some kind of organic cross pollination with other things we're doing in here. And, you know, I think it goes back to like what I said earlier, which is like, we're trying to bridge the gap between the people who, you know, have the platform and have the audience and are making the content. And, you know, you said you're not good at marketing, but compared to most developers, like you guys are really good at marketing and know what you're doing, at least in terms of having reach, um, you know, connecting the, you with like the really talented people. I think there's all kinds of really talented developers in our space that would love to just come pop in here for two minutes and share what they're doing and see how you guys are and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to, <clears throat> we've talked about these things, but a guest book for people to sign, like Franklin here, yep. and say, hey, I was the first one yep. in your booth. Yeah, and that'd be like awesome. A, I'm kind of thinking of like a toy box or like a shelf where like mm. people that bring assets, if we can get their permission to keep it in here and just have it as like mm. something people can pull it out and look at while we're talking. And, or I if love people that. visit when we're not here, they can dig through our toy box and look at all the cool stuff we've done. Yeah. <laughs> so No, that's a great idea. Did I show you guys this t-shirt cannon? Yeah, I saw that last time. Yeah, warped out of nowhere. Buckle up, Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, we we do this every event. This is like, I think this is like kind of our our one cliche. We do every event that we just like have a lot of fun with, and that's you know at the beginning of every event we shoot out a t-shirt, and if you catch it, you get one shipped to your door in real life. 
Um, awesome. <laughs> but since we already have this code written, I think maybe it'd be fun to repurpose this to maybe distribute game keys for you guys. Um, we that could like give this to easy. you somehow. Yeah. I'm going to think about. Play like an Easter egg hunt, like shoot the thing and wherever the can yeah. launches, somebody's got to go find it. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, speaking of game keys, you like, I have a stash of them that you just kind of acquire. <clears throat> and um, I, every once in a while on Twitter, I'll say, hey, reply to this or do something and I'll give you a game key. And it works pretty well, but you would think free games would go like hotcakes, but this would be an awesome place to help get some of those out there and get some games out in the world. Like Franklin, yeah, and if like, you know, Franklin's going to go like, with a key today. So. <laughs> it sounds like you guys have like some ability to like produce assets or at least have like some fans or friends that like can create assets like it'd be not that difficult for us to just swap this out with something that looks different like and keep the same functionality if you guys wanted to have this be like a vr verdict kind of game key launcher of some kind of that like i bet that'd be like some pretty sexy marketing on twitter and stuff if we could yeah. get that working <laughs> a catapult <laughs> a yeah catapult, catapult there you go <laughs> <laughs> We got a little time left, Franklin. Any questions or comments? What you got? No, this has just been fun. Like seriously, like looking at everything. Like uh, as I said to PJ, I was here before, and I was like taking a look at everything. I'm really excited to come back, like when the whole trade show is going on, and just get a full experience of what's going to happen here. Because this this alone was really cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just really neat, and so to see what the full show is going to be like is going to be completely that's just going to be awesome and i'm really excited yeah for sure and thursdays one pacific is like our normal time um if you know for whoever can make that and like it's been really cool just the last hour for me because like in here especially if we've grown more like my role is so focused on moderation and making sure things flow correctly and i'm always you know, second guessing, like, how do I sound and can people hear me? And does this make sense and all this kind of stuff? Um, and then in here, like, this has felt like such an organic conversation between the, the four of us. Yeah. Like, this has been such a pleasant experience that um, it's really refreshing. And I think I think you guys are going to do really well with this, just based on kind of how it felt for yeah. me to be in here getting interviewed well, by you guys. I think it'll make it a little more interactive and a little. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, anyway, like. Because right now, I tease some of our guests that, you know, I tease them a lot because they, I'll say, hey, you want to be on the podcast? I'll say, sure. You know, here, we'll shoot you a link here at such a time. And they just come in blind. Like, that's all I tell them a lot of the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> they right. don't know what to expect. And I'm like, you guys are brave as hell. But, you know, they don't know what to expect. And it'll be a little more, like you said, organic because we don't, like, video chat. We've, we video chat with a few people like Tommy Palm and stuff once or twice but you know you're just kind of sitting there looking at a screen like you said making sure everything sounds good and you're you're mostly focusing on the conversation but you're also kind of like i hope this is working out so sure. i think this will help make it more organic make it a better conversation you know we'll have assets to interact with all that stuff so i'm i'm really thankful you guys reached out to us and i think yeah. it'll be good for both of us but i'm really excited awesome yeah man like this uh, yeah i mean we could go so far with this like, i mean you guys both know right like there's so much we could do in here and like you know uh frank i don't know if it was you or zed that earlier said you know use e3 as the analogy and it's like yeah e3 is a good analogy but it's also just the starting point because it's like we're just doing this the way that we've seen it done a hundred times in person I think as we get further into this, we're going to realize that the rabbit hole goes so much deeper when everything's uh, kind of virtual and digital. And I'm excited yeah. to see what we come up with together. Yeah. We'll doing Eddie Vedder stage dives in no time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> but another exactly. thing, um, like I said, Wookie and I are brothers, obviously, for anyone who didn't know that. We've been <laughs> gaming all our lives, uh, but... He's been down south for what twenty years or so. Two thousand five, so so yeah. we 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 visit each other here and there, but again on our podcast it's like we just talk and stuff. And but now like I can kind of see him, and it's very organic. That you know the power of VR, like just totally. hand movements and natural conversation. So it's 
I like it's just it a great goes a long way. <laughs> it really does. I like how um I, again bad with names, but the booth next to us, um really great gal. What's Max Noir, lunch hour. Yeah. So she'll be coming doing her her show before the event, right? And then it'll be yeah, the event. Th- yeah. I think she's gonna be like thirty minutes before, maybe. Awesome. And then you guys will be kind of like the bookend on the other end, and we're just trying to like basically fill in the middle. It's kind of the plan here. Awesome. All kinds of potential. All kinds. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for uh, for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for having us here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. We're still, uh, it's funny because this month will be a transition month for us because I already had it, like most of it booked. Sure. So we're going to be doing double duty. We're going to be doing audio episodes and then we're going to try I have someone lined up every Thursday for this month and next month almost. Wow. So awesome. We'll be really grinding our gears and getting it done. But <laughs> um, it's still weird, like, because normally we have the format and it's like, okay. We're going to be in a live space. How do we start the show? How do we end the show? And then and then hang out with people and stuff. So it'll be interesting to come up with all that. For sure. I think you guys have mentioned props before, and I think that's a good way. Like, for instance, when this comes out in our event, every everyone knows what what time what it's time for, right? <laughs> like that's like a it's like a it's like a scene transition, right? Because like there's you know yeah. people have associations with these different objects. And I think you could have all different things like that in your space that are just little bits that you do um, yep. that you could kind of compile over time, which I think would be really fun. Yeah, I've been been taking notes, making <laughs> ideas happen. Awesome. But, yeah, thanks again, man. This is great. I can't wait to do do it every week and see how everything grows around us and with us and where you guys take everything. 100%. And you weren't in here last week, but I said it'd be cool if we got a podium and we could bang a gavel when we did our closer. Like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember some of our very first episodes, you know, it's like the VR verdict when we're trying to come up with a name. It's like, well, we're probably going to, you know, I'm pretty judgmental and we're probably going to be hopefully not tearing <laughs> games apart, but like you got a verdict. So like, <laughs> I think I scared the crap out of PJ and like yeah. my girlfriend, everybody in the house. Like, you know, just bang on my coffee table right <laughs> from my couch here where I record from. Like, That's our verdict. Uh, it sounded like he broke a right. pane of glass. Well, it's like one of those yeah. those telescoping coffee tables that you pull up. So there's a bunch of springs and mechanisms to wait. So all of that shit just resonates when you hit it. <laughs> I got to stop that. That's funny. That's funny. All right. Yeah, like I said, I gotta figure out how to end this now. <laughs> cool. Well, we normally, thanks so like, much. Yeah. We have like the dev conversation, then we just do the opening and closing on our own and kind of discuss it and talk about it. But yeah, well, why don't you do that and I'll hop out? <laughs> Could you just leave? <laughs> I, I absolutely can. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> I just have a lever to pull and the guest disappears. Yeah. <laughs> catapult. <laughs> yeah, catapult again. Getting a lot of oh use out of it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you guys wrap up. It's so good to talk to you guys. I feel like I already know oh, you a lot better after this hour, yeah. which I think bodes really well for the show. Um, mm-hmm. Excited to see what we do together. And uh, yeah, just excited. So uh, you guys have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thanks again. Take it easy. See you, Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> well that was justin from spatial ape the proud makers of everything you see here i'll do a camera tour real quick when we when we wrap up here for anyone watching but uh yeah it's new stuff like crowd interaction and questions frank thanks for coming we've played demio with frank i played some battle chess with frank or chess club vr sorry so (laughs) was that a good guy I don't know. Yeah, you were there. We, oh yeah, yeah, Tweet. you were there for that session. <laughs> they they start to run together. Um. <laughs> I I get that. I get that. Don't you worry. Yeah, it's I, and I'm not throwing shade or anything, but like I do all the Twitter stuff and everything. So I talk to a lot of people, and Wookie sees probably like twenty percent of what goes on. So I'm lucky enough to so far just show up. I don't know where PJ <laughs> got all these people to come in. Like you know, we I thought. Half the time when we played Demio, it's just random people joining the room. It's like, oh, this is a Twitter friend. I should not offend them. 
know. <laughs> Be on your best behavior. Yeah. But just to close out, guys, we're, we're going to do this every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central. Sometimes Saturdays in the morning. We'll probably pick a set time so it doesn't get as confusing. It but, also depends uh, on the developers from where they're at. Yeah. I'd rather they get some sleep and, you know, yeah. <laughs> much needed rest than just but, at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. Yeah. I can't speak for Wookie, but I plan being here every Thursday, even if there isn't a show, to figure out what, something to do, hang out before and after. Uh, we'll be giving away keys and stuff for a couple, for her first couple episodes. And this thing's going to organically grow and change over time. Do it. But for episode 70, I am PJ. I'm Wookie. That's Franklin. That's Franklin. <laughs> this was our VR <laughs> verdict. All right, I'm going to do a flyby of the camera, and then I'll, we can check stuff out or talk, whatever works. It's just dangling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if your username on Oculus was Franklin Richard, sorry if I remember which was there a No no no, mine was highly ablaze. It was highly ablaze. Played so much Demio. I'm terrible with names anyway. But we, we only played fun. the one we only played the one game. We only played the one game. Hey, we played the Rat King the other night and I was expecting the same friend user friendly <laughs> romp and it was like we started at like 8 30 our time and it was like midnight it's you gotta take it so slow because you can't see anything with the shadows i'm like jesus i know <laughs> i know i know it's... no we we got a lot of complaints on the on the first campaign so we just decided to or at least i should say the demio team i'm just a moderator but uh like you know what i mean they really decided yeah. to ramp up the the difficulty there I totally get it, but it's also like I was expecting Excellent. two hours stops, but it's like you know, four and a half hours. I hear you. Round. I hear you. I hear you. But it's like you know, we all the new surprises, which I probably should record in Performance, but all the new surprises with like the Rat Kings, like healing and throwing rat bombs and all that stuff. We we made it past. It wasn't really like that bad. It was just like the entire new <clears> strategy. It's almost like the rooms were bigger and they took twice as long because of the shadows. So it was like. I wish I needed like a short yeah. adventure button, you know, <laughs> like just one room. Maybe <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I don't know if we saw the bunk beds and shit the other day, Wookie, but they added like bar bar stools and shit. I think it'd be cool to get some like stools and tables in here. Yeah, and they're gonna take out the yeah, that'd spatial. Be really cool. It'd be it make it make this a lot more like feasible you know what i mean because like i'm sitting on my couch right now so if i was like sitting on a stool <laughs> it'd feel like i was actually like sitting there you know yeah yeah they're gonna take out the positional audio for the booth so we can yeah record and yeah that'll make it a lot easier and then um i don't know there's so many possibilities just to set stuff up yeah um, if they get they do have props like the gun has interactive you shoot stuff but if they have like movable props we've already got ideas for that <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna have cool. to uh, befriend some modelers because I commissioned the one thing. Franklin, this is a secret, <laughs> but we commissioned the one thing, and it's oh yes, two hundred dollars. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> and that's where I feel bad because again, these things I just get to show up. PJ does a lot of the setup, and I just try to you know add something to the show, something another perspective. I could do this right. modeling. I just don't have time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you help the conversation because I'm not super talkative. So <laughs> I do. Try when I tell to people we do a podcast. Like, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, if I if I get to the point with any of my modeling projects where I'm like, hey, look, here's an asset I made. If we don't have everybody on that week, modeling is not cheap. I always want to pay the artist the fair share, but it's like, oof, two hundred dollars for like every prop. Yeah, he said that was the the friend price. He's he said four, and he's like, I can get it to you for two. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but so I wasn't going to pay the four. <laughs> it's, it's not to short. The, you know, things are just expensive, and you know we get day jobs. We're just normal people. It's like, oof, mm -hmm. oof. Yeah. Artists deserve no, their 100%. money. 
Yep. I think he's actually breaking a cardinal Alrighty, rule. Alrighty, guys. I am going to jump off just because I'm starting to get a little bit of a headache here. So, uh, <laughs> I've pretty much spent all day in VR. So I gotta, hey. I gotta take a little break. <laughs> From that, that list of games I shared, let me know which key you want, and I'll get it to you in, on Twitter. Just message me. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I'll uh, I'll take a look at the list again, and then I'll uh, shoot you a message there. Awesome. But, yeah, we'll play some Demu or Chess or something soon. Of course, guys, of course. Yeah. No, this is awesome. Thank you again for uh, rem uh, uh, tweeting about it, because I would have completely forgot by accident. I was like, <laughs> oh, no, because we had the whole conversation last night. I was like, oh, God. I'm gonna look like <laughs> such an ass if I don't show up. But no, I'm I'm super happy I did. This was this was really cool, guys. So I'll have to like start bookmarking this is like my thing to do Thursday nights. So awesome, <laughs> cool. Yeah, right, guys, have have yeah. Any oh, comments or anything? Sorry. Just let us know. Oh, it was just phenomenal. Like it was really good, guys. Like it was a really good pace between you guys. It felt like like as as Justin was saying, it felt like a really genuine conversation. You know what I mean? Like very fluid. Like very just back and forth it wasn't like so you thought of this because of this tell us why and then it <laughs> yeah. was like you know him going into that but no it was it was really organic and i loved it so i'm excited to see what you guys do with like other developers and you know like games that maybe like i have an interest in like you know down the line that i've seen like preview stuff for that you guys have on the show and stuff like that like i'm really yeah. excited for and if there's someone we haven't talked to or someone you'd like us to talk to shoot me a message and i'll try to make it work yeah, if I have it, if I get any connections, like I'm, I'm very active on a social media platform called Clubhouse, um, and there's a thing called the Game Industry Cocktail Hour, and so nice. uh, I'll be, yeah. So what I'll do is like I'll be sure to like uh, keep an eye out for developers there, and if anybody catches my eye, I'll be like, hey, so I know these guys that do this podcast, and if you're really <laughs> interested, they do it in VR. <laughs> So tell me more. I can't get any closer, but <laughs> yeah, that was already a little close. <laughs> it's been in VR all day. All righty, guys. See you, man. Thanks. See you, man. All right, guys. Have a great one.